Hey, I'm Raina. And I'm Pete. And you're listening. And you're listening to the Unbusy Podcast. It's the show for self-employed people who want more time. Who want to be time rich. Who want to do meaningful work and be productive. While letting the busy go. Who want to enjoy their work days. And sometimes just go skiing on Wednesday afternoons. Or just take Fridays off. Self-employed people who want to spend their time where it matters. This is the Unbusy Podcast. Hey, welcome. Today, we have an interview for you with someone that I think is really, she's she's a person who I have known for a while. Um, she's a realtor. My husband and I have actually bought and sold multiple houses with her in the past. And through every one of those transactions as a self-employed person, she just impressed me, her and her husband, Ryan, with their professionalism the way they show up as people in the world, but also how they always made space for the rest of their life, uh, lives, life, <laughs> um, and and yet still have a growing, thriving business and serve all of their customers, myself included, so well. And so when Pete and I decided to do this podcast to focus on using your time well, being intentional, creating space around being time rich and prioritizing that as a like a valuable asset we have, um, I knew I wanted to talk to Melissa. So without further ado, let me introduce her. Melissa, you want to say hi? Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited to be uh, a guest. Thank you. So I want to start out with, you mentioned to me um, before that you really realized early on in your career um, that your time was just as valuable as money or other things. So how did that happen? Um, Like, how did that come about? I want to know, like, what gave you this epiphany at such a young age? Many of us don't figure this out until way later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a real estate agent now, so I am self-employed and my time is my own and I can set my own schedule. But I started out in new home sales. So I was the person in the model home there every single day of the week to late till the weekends. Um, And I loved it. It was a great start for me in real estate, but I had no control over my own time. And then my husband and I, when we first started dating, we had opposite schedules. He had a traditional work schedule where he was off on Saturdays and Sundays. And I, of course, had to work every Saturday and Sunday. So when we had time off together, we recognized we needed to do something with our time, not just, you know, sit around and hang out and do whatever. So we became very aware early on in my early 20s that uh, my time was really important. And then there's all sorts of evolution of that because I was working weekends. Um, I had to use all my vacation for other people's events. You know, if you were getting married on a Saturday, I had to take a day off for that. Um, Or if you were having a baby shower or a graduation or all the parties and events. So I just had no control over my own time. And then, you know, when you're working for somebody else, you think, oh, well, this would be a better use of my time. But they didn't care. I had to mind the store. I had to literally be there till 7 p.m. on Super Bowl Sunday on, on days when you know, no one's coming in. The world is not coming to shop for homes then, you know, it's not a holiday, but so I just, I became aware that this is not the best use of my time. So, um, it kind of jump started me recognizing that, um, again, early on in my career. So, so what was next? Like you, you kind of realized that I'm assuming you didn't enjoy that (laughs) working on. (laughs) Yeah, no, well, you know, 
I did the new home sales thing for eight years. It was a great for me. I, I had, it was a, you know, financially rewarding. Um, but when I, I knew that that was not going to always be my future. So when an opportunity came and some changes were happening, I, I resigned and I became just a general real estate agent, knowing that I might make a little bit less money, but I would have a complete 100% control of my own time. And then yeah. um, a mentor in my new home sales days, he passed away on his 60th birthday, oh. getting ready for work. Wow. And, I, and it was a Sunday. And not, not that weekends are so much special compared to the rest of your time, but I just remember thinking... I do not want to be going to work on my 60th birthday on a Sunday um, and not enjoying that with my family. I certainly, you know, it, no one is guaranteed a future. So my time right now is my most valuable asset. You know, people get sick, tragedies happen. Um, even when it doesn't, you know, you're when you're older, I don't want to wait till I'm retired to do all the things that I want to do with my life. Yeah. Those were nuggets yeah. in there. Yeah. Those were Melissa nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Right on, I have an inside joke on <laughs> Nugget wisdom, wisdom nuggets. Yeah. So was it like an immediate relief feeling or how, how was like the first, the couple of months, like after that happened and you're now like a general real estate agent, a little bit less money, but more, more freedom. Yeah. Well, I, I believe too, that I have a choice in my business to say yes to a client, to, to say yes to a request. I mean, I still give clients a lot of my time, right? Um, if somebody wants to see a house, especially in this current market, I, I have to say yes. Or if I, if I say no, um, I recognize that I might lose that person as a client and then therefore lose income potential, right? Um, but I, I still firmly believe it is my choice. Um, and that's what it, it wasn't like, um, again, it just kind of evolved into it. There wasn't a specific mindset that carried me through that. But I recognize, you know, and when I first got started, I hustled. I mean, I worked real hard for about three years. Um, and I mean, I did take time, I did do things, but you know, I was building for a future. I knew that this was not the long term kind of that hustle mentality. I, I didn't want to do that. It was not sustainable. It was not healthy. Uh, I was not thriving. I just got smarter about how I worked, um, recognizing that again, when I would set boundaries with people, maybe they would be better clients and maybe my job would get easier. And, um, so it all just kind of evolved. And then you start to realize it's me protecting my time is what got me there. Yeah. When you say I, that, you know, those first three, oh, sorry, Peanut, like uh, I can see both of us like, oh, I want to ask you so many things. Um, <laughs> so I, I was raising my hand, but it was like over here. So you couldn't see it at all. Off, they can, they can see me, but they can only see like my head. Right, so I'm like raising my hand and nobody can see it. Um, okay, fine. I'll go first. Uh, I, I just want to hear Melissa's opinion on this. I haven't talked about this before. The whole, like I hustled for X amount of years first. And then I started to make changes or, or something. That's a very common theme for a lot of people's stories. By the way, it's a common theme for my own story. Like when I, I – you don't know my backstory, but I quit corporate world and corporate accounting and I went for a startup job and I got laid off after one paycheck and then I started what I currently do <laughs> out of necessity, right? And that first two years especially was like 40, 50, 60 hours a week working at night after kids went to bed and then and all that. It was hustle and I, I enjoyed it. But I wonder, I just want to hear your opinion on this. Do you think you would have done things differently looking back now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think so because I think, again, hindsight, now I kind of know and look and see how it evolved. But I would have, you know, your tendency when you're self-employed is to say yes to everybody and everything. You know, as a real estate agent, anybody who has anything real estate related, I, um, yes, I will help you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I would say no more. 
um, in the beginning. And again, I put a little structure on it. Um, you know, I set myself up for failure early on. I would reply to the emails. I would reply to the phone calls almost immediately. And I would be doing that sometimes at nine or 10 o'clock at night. Right. And then the one night I've got plans and dinner, then I, maybe I'm not available to somebody. And I set myself up to disappoint a client who's already abusing my time, not abusing in a negative way, but you know, they're, they're responding how I'm responding to them. So I learned, I wish I had learned that a little bit earlier. Um, again, the boundaries with my time also set a better experience for my clients. Yeah. Because then you, you're setting those expectations that you can sustainably meet over the long term. I think is what you're saying. And then that's better for everyone actually, because no one's disappointed and you're not burned out after five years. Right. Well, and it's a different, they respect you in a different way professionally, especially as a real estate agent. A lot of our stuff happens after hours and weekends, you know, our time is different, but you also can't call me at 9 p.m. I'm not here for you to use whenever you are. Now, now don't get me wrong. There are occasions when we need to have a 9 p.m. call, right? I recognize that, but that shouldn't be my norm. Um, You know, you don't, you don't call your accountant at 9 p.m. You don't call your doctor at 9 p.m. You don't call you know, those people. So, so let's just, let's put ourselves in the same professional category as agents that other people do. And that, that's a side note on my industry, but yeah. um, that would have also made me a better agent back then. And again, clients have a better experience. I feel better. You're right. It's more sustainable. I, and I know, okay, it's six o'clock. I'm done working for the day. Now I do, you know, what I wanted to do this evening. Yeah. And I can attest to you guys, because I have been a client of Melissa's, that they always show up in the important moments. So like what she's saying is legit. But I also have called Ryan after hours, her Melissa's husband, and gotten the message, hey, I'm hanging out with my family. I'll get back to you in business hours. And I was like, oh, good. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and then you realize like, oh, I'm calling him at 730 yeah, at night, yeah. probably at dinner. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was like, there, there's no emergencies in real estate. You know, I, you know, you don't need to be reached. And I think a lot of us in this industry think we need to be reached 24 hours a day. Uh, and that just it rarely is the case that, that something's so urgent that we have to talk about it in real time. Yeah. I, totally. I want to share a little, it's seemingly unrelated, but I promise it, it I'm going somewhere with this. So last year I hired a YouTube video editing agency like an agency where there was a bunch of different editors. And quite frankly, they were all located in the Philippines and they were very good. I enjoyed all the stuff they did. Mm-hmm. One thing they made really clear right out of the gate when you sign up to work with them is we, most of our clients are in America. I'm East Coast, US. We work on Philippines time only. When you send us stuff, we will not be touching it until this time, right here, Philippines time. If you send us emails, we will not respond until this 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 time right here. They made it really clear because I'm <laughs> sure they had questions when they first started. Like, hey, uh, uh, I sent this stuff 12 hours later. Like, are you going to work on this or not? I'm yeah. sure they got these things. For me, I, this is what I want to share. It was a breath of fresh air. Like, I could send an email not knowing I'm going to get a response. I could submit a video for, to them without getting a response. Like it was actually, it was a good thing. I was like, I don't have to worry that Melissa's ignoring my email right now. I know that she does this. I have expectations that she works during these hours or she does email during these hours or like whatever that is. Mm-hmm. When I worked for this agency, that was actually like a huge breath of fresh air for me. I enjoyed that. It's kind of weird. It's counterintuitive, but yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have a follow-up question for that because Pete and I actually recorded an episode yesterday and we were talking about how 
oftentimes when you start your own thing and you know, you're self-employed and all the yeses, because you're just trying to get it off the ground. And I think that's a pretty common experience for all of us, right? Like it takes, what's that? Um, there's like some analogy. It takes like 70% of the rocket fuel just to lift off. And then it's like 30% the rest of the way. Right. Maybe I have that backwards. I don't know. Anyway. So I think I've it's really common. Yeah. I believe it. <laughs> I, I might be making it up, but there's something like that. Okay. Right. Everyone's Googling <laughs> it right now. Um, so, but how the, the thing that I see sometimes and that people often work with me for is that they never figured out that place where they could start to say no. Um, it's always somewhere off in the future. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you found that yeah. place. How did you like mentally, how did you know when that was? How did that happen? Again, it wasn't like an overnight thing. It just became like, you know, talking about travel. We, I'm a real estate agent that travels probably every other month. It's amazing. Um, and we had a, had a weird decision about that. We're, we're pretty public with our life on social media. And we're like, do we talk about traveling when we're realtors? People just aren't going to call us. Wow. So we have to kind of factor that in. They're like, why would I call you? You're always gone, right? Um, but we factored that into our decision-making process about how how we did that and how we plan our time and our travel in particular, we knew that it might cost us um, future sales, right? I mean, of course, you're in the short term, you're like, okay, we're going to be gone. But we also knew that recognize that it might cost us future sales. And we had to decide it was okay for us to only work with the people who appreciated how we ran our business and how we spent our time. And that was kind of a, a, a pivotal moment for me realizing I only want to work with people who want to work with me, right? I mean, that's, you want to, you want to market to your ideal client. Well, my ideal client is someone who is okay with me protecting my time and enjoying my life and traveling and uh, volunteering for causes and seeing that I'm doing that and also running a really successful business. Yeah. So, I don't know if that really No, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Pete. I was. <laughs> I was raising my hand again. I tried to make it visible. Uh, <laughs> oh no, th- so there's a there's a really popular book. It's, it's pretty well known now. Essentialism by Brett Greg McEwen. Mm-hmm. McEwen? I can't remember. Um, th- that's one of his core components of saying no more often. And that is, I think we're programmed in our culture to think that we're going to offend somebody or something like that. People are going to judge us for saying no to them. Where in reality... That might be the case for some people, but it also builds respect from other people. And I like I like your your riff there on defining your ideal client, defining your ideal customer, defining who you want to work with and who you want to be around and all these things, and having those be the, the people that will recognize what you are doing in your work and in your in your choices. Yeah. I like that. Well, and then the flip side of it is, I mean, the reality is my industry, I can't take a vacation and not be plugged in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think clients also know that because I've had clients put in reviews. I can't believe you replied to me when I'm, you were on vacation. But that's also part of our decision, right? We're like, we we know we're going to have to work on vacation We if we're going to take a lot of vacations, especially, right, if we're going to be traveling quite a bit. So, you know, we set guidelines. We're like, hey, we're going to be away. We're going to plug in once or twice a day. But is again, setting expectations. You're not going to get an immediate reply from me. If you send me a text, it's uh, I'm going to reply in the evening or the next morning. Um, and just, again, we know that. We set that up ahead of time. We tell, especially all of our active clients, you know, this is what our schedule is going to look like. And then we put somebody in place, a backup, if there is something pressing and urgent. Um, we have somebody that they can reach so they feel well well cared for as well. Yeah. 
I loved what you said about how, you know, this is something that you're pretty open with about on social media. And that instead of looking at that as like, oh, gosh, you know, what are they going to think? It's almost like a filter that, well, the clients who are going to work with this are the people who are going to see, oh, this is like they're attracted to the fact that you've built this kind of life. Um, So I love how you flip that around to see it almost like as a positive thing, like a filter. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. I I mean, it it has definitely become that. Um, And again, we're, we're more intentional about it now. We, um, we recognize it like before it was kind of just happening. And now we, as we business plan, as we really look at our time more critically, um, we recognize that that is how, how we want to run our lives and our business. There's not much distinction between them for us. So, uh, I love this. First of all, every bit of this actually, but did we miss anything from the, the, the story progression? Like, I feel like that's what you and your husband do now. Did we miss anything in the story though? Was there any point in time that you can think of in the past like several years that kind of helped you move forward to what you were doing now and like the lifestyle and the business choices you're making? Yeah. Well, I mentioned my husband and I, originally he had a more traditional corporate job where he had weekends off. Well, he eventually got a new home sales too, so that we had similar schedules. Um, And so that shifted again, how we spent our time. We were still really intentional with it. And then when I went into general real estate, he still did the new home sales. So he still had to mine the store, if you will. He had to be there every day, 10 to 7. And so we thought eventually he'd come work with me, for me, whatever it was going to be, but we didn't have an exact plan. And then I got busy enough in my real estate business. I needed to hire help. I wasn't able to to handle my volume, and I was like, "Come on, you know, it's it's now or never." And it was earlier than we planned financially. It was a little bit scary, both of us jumping off this cliff and having, you know, no income. Well, when we had income, but you know, what I mean, no guaranteed income. <laughs> we get it. We get um, it. <laughs> so that that was pivotal, right? That was a moment we sat down, and when he he came to work with me, we intentionally when he, he stopped working the corporate or the traditional builder job, we took a month off. We said, okay, let's stop. Let's, let's have a month together. We rented an RV. We drove up the East coast of the U S and we had our two dogs in this tiny little place. And it was, we had done some personality profiles and some things to talk about how we're going to work together. I mean, we've been married 10 years. We knew each other well, obviously, but working together is a whole different thing. So we really did think through how our business was going to work, how we wanted our time to work, um, and really kind of set a plan around it. Um, playing to each other's strengths and, you know, recognizing this is how I needed to refuel and recognize how he did. So we, we learned to respect each other's time and then how we wanted to run our business. So we became more intentional there. So that, gosh, that was 10 years ago now. So that was kind of the start of us taking our time, looking at it, planning, prioritizing, and, and factoring our time into our business Question. plan. Were there any conversations or questions or strategizing, planning things you guys did on that one month trip that stand out as being like more helpful than others? Like I'm trying to think of anybody who might listen to this, who is already thinking to themselves, like I might want to do that. And my spouse and I, we might want to do something like that. Maybe not a month in an RV, but some sort of conversation. What tips or questions would you give those people? Yeah. You know, we, we took the disc personality profile, Um, that's a big one in the real estate industry. And uh, one of our managers said that, you know, it, we, we all take it, but we, he gave us a lot of pointers for how to work together as a couple. And what, what we did is we sat down um, and we just talked about um, 
this is this is your personality profile. This is what you're going to be naturally good at. Does that feel right to you? Um, is that what you want to embrace? And and it turns out we're opposite on the disc, completely opposite. In fact, it doesn't mean I can't do. He's the sales guy, right? Uh, he likes talking to people who get energy from that. My nature is a little bit more reserved. I'm a little more introverted by nature. So certainly I can go on an appointment and do the sales bit. But we knew that eventually that was what his role was going to take. So it wasn't specifically an exercise, but it was just sitting down with our personality traits, making sure that what we were reading in a profile felt right to us, yeah. and then say, okay, my role in this business is going to be X. Your role is going to be Y. We can overlap. We can work together. I mean, if you're self-employed, you do all of it all the time, or, or you are equipped to at least for a short period of time. Um, so it was more just talking together about, okay, this is how we want it to work, and this is our plan. Um, and we don't always exactly do that. You have to pivot and be flexible sometimes, but that is generally what we have stuck to. Wow, man, I'm learning so many things that I never knew. This is all I like about you guys. Okay, so I have a question that is slightly more logistical because I think that our audience will be wondering those mm-hmm. things, right? Um, is there anything that has been really pivotal, like logistically in your business, to help you create where you are now? Um, help software? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, you know, when we were, when it was just Ryan and I, um, I, even before Ryan came to work with me, I was part of a mastermind. I've been part of a mastermind my whole career. Um, and it's just other agents. And we sit and we talk every, we meet once a week, every week, standing appointment. But what I did then is those women that I met with, they knew my business well. We weren't talking about every client, every transaction. Mm -hmm. We were talking bigger picture stuff, but they very much knew my business, knew how I ran it. And when I was away, they stepped in to help with clients and things that couldn't be done remotely. I mean, obviously you cannot show a home from, from far away. Right. So they would help with that sort of thing. Um, and so then, and then we reciprocated for each other, right? You want to take some time off and be away. And yes, I'll log in and check your email three times a day. Yes, I'll be your on-call person. Yes, I'll, you know, take your calls and respond quickly and get in front of the computer and get your clients what they need. Um, so we started with the mastermind group and that's how we helped. And then, you know, as our business grow, we assigned, we, you know, we hired admin help and we fin- we have a, an amazing admin early on who really grasped the business quickly. So she could do everything but the showing of the houses and the contract negotiations. So she, she helped with that. And then again, as we've grown and grown, um, now we use Asana for task management to be real clear about who's doing what and when. Um, so that's a software program that we use now as we've grown and we've got more people on our team. We don't want things to fall through the cla- cracks. So we want to make sure it's real clear whose responsibility is what. And that helps us generally in our business, but it's very valuable when we're traveling or we're protecting our time. Yeah. Wow. I love that the very first thing you came out with uh, was you built a community. That is I, I don't know. I, I think we've talked about this before. That was one of the first yeah. things I helped Pete with when I yeah, first absolutely. started freelancing was building masterminds for people. So, you know, when you said that, I was like, oh, near and dear to my heart. But having that support as a self-employed yeah. person, it's huge. It's isolating. I mean, you know, that's a, a lot of people don't think when you do go off and do something on your own, you don't have a person, a boss to go to. You don't have an HR department. You don't have, you know, colleagues in the same sense that you do previously. So, it becomes really important in real estate in particular. It's very sink or swim. I mean, any entrepreneurial can be that way, but um, you, you can get lonely and d- distance and 
I mean, you can you can fail really quickly if you don't okay. have that. Okay, I, I, I rant about this all the time. This is like a perfect excuse to rant further, so I'm going to do that. So <laughs> I, I think relationships are the thing you hear all the time. You can go back to like business books from 60 years ago, and they're like, business is all about relationships. And yet, it's the most unsexy, forgive the term, unsexy strategy, if you will, for not I'm not I'm not saying like growing your business, but I mean just like living a fulfilling lifestyle doing this sort of stuff for all of us self-employed people. Mm. An example, I just I I mean I was literally just ranting about this two or three days ago, was I did a guest blog post for one of the top personal finance sites on the web. And it's not because I'm amazing and I sent an amazing pitch email and I was looking for an opportunity and all this stuff. It was none of that. It was because I'm friends with the guy who runs it. And we've met two or three times in person. His name's Joel. He's super cool. And he literally called me or he texted me. He's like, dude, can I call you? I got something for you. I was like, sure. And we hung out. And then this cool opportunity came as a result. And I want to open up what you said, not just like a community, not just a mastermind, but even peers who get it, who get what you're going through, who get what you're trying to do mm-hmm. with your life, right? And in-person conferences, and not even conferences, sure. but like local meetups. Remember like meetup.com or whatever? I don't even know if that's <laughs> no. the thing, but yeah. I used to go on there when I first started <laughs> podcasting in 2009 and I was like, mm-hmm. podcaster meetup. And I found nothing because I lived in a small town, but I was immediately like attracted to, I got to find other people who get this. At the time, it was just so I could learn yeah, from them. Sure. But as I, yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, I would just be at trainings and be like people who were in the. I'd see them in two or three of the similar kind of trainings, and I'd be like, "Hey, and you know, should we should we get together and talk and brainstorm?" And um, you know, some mentor programs in real estate, you know, really strongly encourage that. So I was like, I I need to, It wasn't specifically intentional that I needed to find a mastermind group, but that kind of was like, I know I need people, yeah. and so I just knew I needed to connect. And there was. Uh, Again, a few women that I saw in regular trainings that I was attending and said, Hey, y'all want to get together? And our, our group has evolved and adapted. And we've got different production levels, different people have come in different ways. And we've been in five people, we've been two people. So um, for me, that's been, yeah, it's been really key. Awesome. So as we're I kind of, I'm noticing we're, like, we're nearing time. And I just, I want to ask you, like, is there anything that you feel like is important that we missed here that you would want to tell someone who has just left their corporate job <laughs> and is building um, and trying to create an intentional business while also, you know, that first, we've all talked about it, those first two or three years of hustle is looking them in the face. Yeah. You know, this is going to sound like a super oversimplified, but I stopped saying how busy I was. Um, it was just a subtle mental shift. I just, I had to reframe things in my own mind. Like I am choosing all of these things. I, I get to respond to clients. I am choosing to reply to the, you know, again, I'm choosing to learn these things. So it was just a mindset shift for me was so important. And I, in the busy specifically that word, I still try not to say, uh, cause everybody's busy. Everything's so busy. And I, when I stopped saying it, I felt like a, a, a weight kind of lifted. Um, and it started for me years ago at the holidays when like you have a hundred thousand things going on and you're like, I just, I'm so busy. And I stopped saying it and I felt better about yeah. it. And again, it seems so oversimplified, but I'm, I'm a mindset person. I believe if I can shift my thinking on something, my perspective on it will change and it'll be better. It'll be easier. Um, 
yeah, and again, just I get to choose how I'm going to spend my time. I get to choose my attitude about how I'm going to do things too. Um, and that's, that's a hard thing to do. It's not a tangible thing when you're yeah. starting a business, but, you know, taking a deep breath, diving in, knowing it's going to be work, but knowing that you're, you're choosing it, you're building for the future, um, you know, put, put the time and put the work in and you're going to build something that you'll be proud of. That's going to serve your life really well, serve your community really well. Um, and, and remember that kind of big picture thing. You know, we have a, a thing in my company. It's what's your one thing? What's your one thing? And, and it's as simple as what's the most important thing you need to do today. But what is the one thing that's going to get you out of bed every single morning and keep you working and keep you moving toward those goals? It's the, it's the big thing. And for me, that always came back to time. I want to be solely in charge of my own life and my own time. I don't want to get to a point where financially I have to say no to someone who is not going to be someone I want to work with. I don't want to, I don't want to say yes to people I don't want to work with. I want to be able to say no to things that aren't going to serve me well and get me to my bigger goals. Yeah. Wow. Well, As the unbusy bus. podcast, well, I bus. promise we well, did not pay her to say that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so underlines, like you just captured exactly why Pete and I wanted to start this podcast is to talk about letting go of that idea of busy being what makes you worthwhile, that busy being, you know, the norm. Um, so, yeah. Well, and a secondary thing I learned when I got out of a more corporate office, I could get a lot more done in two or three hours than I could in eight hours before. Yeah. I mean, it was remarkable <laughs> when you don't have all the other stuff going on behind you. You're like, hey, I don't need to work 60 hours a week. I can work 40 hours a week. I can work 20 hours yeah. a week. And get the same stuff accomplished. Yeah. Oh my God, totally. Yeah. You just hit another one. She's like, you know what? I might just I need to resign as your co-host, Pete. And I think maybe <laughs> Melissa should come in. Because we've talked about this too before, that there's this <laughs> mindset around when you first quit your job and start your own thing, that like, well, gosh, if I was working 40 hours for someone else, I really should be doing at least that for myself. Even if honestly, you're kind of creating some business work, right? You've done the big things. You've done yeah. the one thing. Like, making it okay to be like, wait, this is why I'm doing this so that I can go to the movies on a Tuesday at 2 p.m. because I'm yeah. done with the important stuff. It, it took, yeah, right? Because you almost feel guilty, right? You're like, oh, well, I mean, I'm done for the day, but it's only one. <laughs> um, can I Can I go to lunch? Can, yeah. I ha can I have a glass of wine at lunch <laughs> yeah, today? I totally. mean, is that okay? <laughs> yeah. you, you just laid out the yeah. second half of our entire podcast. I mean, truthfully, uh, <laughs> one of our things, step number one is just kind of like, Realizing there's a problem with busyness or overwhelm and taking some corrective action the best you can in your life. And then the second half of our podcast, and uh, I'll be 100% frank with you, it's actually something Raina helped me with over the past two years, very much so. And that is once you kind of have some of these things figured out, how do you, why do I feel guilty? Why do I feel bad on vacation that I should be working? Why do I feel bad going to the movies at 2 p.m. on an app Tuesday afternoon? Why do I feel guilty? Why do I feel these things? And then how do I become okay being who I am and being who I want to be? That's been a huge issue for me the past couple of years. And I think you just, you just highlighted that. Nailed it. Yeah. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's taken time to manage there. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's the goal, right? If your time, I, and in real estate in particular, what I, it took me a while to recognize it. I got to take my time when I get it too, right? Because I am going to work evenings. I am going to work weekends. So if I have three hours on a Tuesday with nothing going on, it's okay for that to be my time yeah. to spend that how I want to, to watch TV and binge something or, or read a book or, you know, whatever it is I might want to do. Um, that, that is my downtime. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, I feel like I I could keep talking to you for like another hour, but we should probably wrap it up. <laughs> so where can where can our listeners find this you if they're like, I want to work with a real estate agent who also takes vacations while still serving clients well? <laughs> yeah, I'm on all of the social media. Uh, Instagram is where I live most of my life, but um, I'm Mel's Universe on Instagram. Um, we have a business account that's Build by Sell. And yeah, that's generally where I am. I'm on Facebook as well. So reach out. I just want to thank you for coming on, Melissa. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's my pleasure. This was a lot of fun. All right. This is the part where we sign off and I never know what to do. Right, Pete? Oh, I haven't hit stop yet. So (laughs) now, all right. Thank you guys for listening. I love y'all so much for listening to this podcast. This is Pete's sign off. I'll see you guys next time. Uh, Bye, y'all. There it is. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's Raina's tagline. That's that's Raina's um hashtag hashtag sign off. Cliche. Hey Raina, why don't we serve advertisements or sponsors on this podcast? Mm, because we didn't want to do it. Oh uh, yeah. But isn't there a way for our listeners to show that they enjoyed the Unbusy Podcast? There is. There's actually two ways. Mm, go on. So first, they can head to our website unbusypodcast.com and buy us a coffee. There's a little button that'll let them donate any amount of money just to show some love and fuel our caffeine addiction. Oh yeah, I love caffeine. All right, what else? They can also head to their podcast app of choice, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yada, 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 and leave us an honest rating and review. I like that. That'll make us super happy to read. Oh, yep. Alrighty then. Thank you so much for listening to the Unbusy Podcast. We hope you took away some nuggets. Thanks for listening, y'all. Till next time. Bye, Bye, y'all.